0: Difficult peak. McKinley, Kilimanjaro, Aconcagua, Vincent Massif, Everest, Elbrus, Kosciuszko. Eric Weinleer is a world-class athlete. He has cycled the length of Vietnam, runs marathons, skis, skydives, and paraglides. He is not a daredevil. He takes calculated risks, approaches each new challenge methodically. He knows there will be failures, but he also knows it is possible to touch the top of the world. Eric Weinmayer is blind. Wow. What a champion, huh? My, my, my. I shared quite a bit about him a few years ago and showed some, he's got videos and he's got a book about adversity that that I've read and used a number of times. Well, I wanted to start off with that as we get into the message today because a lot of times we feel like we're the only ones going through what we're going through and it is serious and it may be painful, it may be hard, it may be deep. But what I want to challenge you today that whatever you're going through, here's a man who's blind, but he didn't let that stop him. And what I want to encourage you today that whatever has been stopping you, and this month of May, we're going to take the brakes off. And there's a, there's a thing about the brakes. The reason I put it on there was uh, it was either Monday or Tuesday morning. I was at the gym, and I was in my son's car, Cody's car. And he's got a little four-cylinder Suzuki. And um, You know, at the gym, everybody walks around. You got your gloves on. You're trying to look cool. And, you, and when you leave there... You're stiff, but you want to look cool, and I got in that little Suzuki, and the guys, the army guys, state troopers were in there, and I wanted to look cool, and I started that little car up, and I put it in reverse, and it just went, and I gave it gas again, and then I looked down, and there's the name of the series, but they didn't know what I said. I said, take the brake off, stupid. It's something that when you're trying, when you're trying to look the coolest, you look the most ridiculous, you know, like, look, I've uh, in uh, my little Suzuki uh, broke the car too, but i bet some of you've ever, have you ever took off with the emergency brake? It doesn't work too good. Listen, there are areas in our life. We got the emergency brake on. There's some areas that, you know, we, we put it on. We want to be safe. We don't know if we want to take the next step. We don't know if we want to go forward, but here's this guy. He says, you know what? I'm not only going to climb the seven mount- highest mountains of the world, but I'm going to skydive. I'm going to ski. I'm going to run. I'm going to, bicycle, I'm going to uh, cycle around Vietnam. Here's this guy. He, he used his problem as not a stopping point, but he just said, I'm going to go on anyway. And that's what the Lord wants to you to come out in your potential and go forward and even be able to face the problems that you're facing. And I want to share this scripture out of Joshua chapter 1, verse 9 in the message translation. It says, haven't I commanded you strength, courage. Don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God is with you every step you take. And I shared with you two weeks ago when I started this series on step where when they came, the soldiers came to arrest Jesus. He he took, it says in one translation, he took a step forward and they arrested him. But so many times you may be at a place today where you're going to have to take the emergency break off and you're going to have to take that next step that you've been needing to take in some area of your life so you can go forward. I shared with you last Sunday in Psalms 107, the word wits in, when you get to your wits in and that word wits in means having lost or exhausted any possibility of perceiving or recognizing or thinking of a way out. I don't even see a way out of you may be there today. I don't even recognize anything. I don't even recognize myself because of what this turmoil and situation is turning me into or or someone that I love. There may be a battle inter battle that you may be fighting and it means have exhausted any possibility of thinking of a way to get out and it means the end the end of all human ability and when I, I restudy that and I saw that the end of all human ability it made me remember you know 20 30 40 years ago when a movie ended it would say the end and that was it all you're gonna see after that is the credits but I started thinking about all the movies we've seen over the last five to ten years that the end really means there's some good stuff getting ready to come after the end. The end is not really the end. It's amazing that after some of these movies, some of the next parts are going to be shown of what the continuation is going to be about, or maybe the best of the bloopers. They're going to start showing how the, the stars made bloopers after the end. And, and I found out just Wednesday night after uh, somebody told me that after a movie I own and I've seen for a long time, after all the credits, they start showing another clip of something that has to do with the movie. And I have saw the movie... Ten years ago, and I never knew that. Why? Because you have to wait to after the end and the credits to see what the next beginning is going to be. Well, you may be at a place in your life where it seems like it's the end, but the truth is some of the best things in your life is going to come after the end because these adversities are going to bring you to a place where you're going to have to think like you've never had to think and pray and seek God ever before so he can get the glory. That word wit's end also means the end of human resources. It means no escape, no help, no deliverance. It means to be in a state of confusion, shaken. It means the wisdom you have is swallowed up. The mind is turned blank. You've lost all control. At wit's end, what am I going to do? Most people at wit's end want to quit. So I want to read some uh, things that famous people have said about quitting. And I want to read this first of all. It says, defeat doesn't finish a man. Quit does. A man is not finished when he is defeated. He's finished when he quits. Here's another one. This this is from Mike Dick. I like him. Do not quit. Hundreds of times I've watched people throw in the towel at the one yard line while somebody else comes along and makes a fortune by just taking the extra yard. When you get into a tight place and everything goes against you to it seems as though you could not hang on a minute longer, never give up then. For that is just the place and time that the tide will turn. Listen to this one. If a dream should fall and break into a thousand pieces, never be afraid to pick up one of those pieces and begin again. Rock bottom is good solid ground. And a dead end street is just a good place to turn around. <laughs> the man who wins may have been counted out several times. He just didn't hear the referee Never quit or never give up. Never, never. Hang in there. Thomas Edison, thousand mistakes making the light bulbs. Listen to what he said. Hang in there. Many of life's failures are people who didn't realize how close to success they were when they gave up. Don Ward. Instead of we almost let the world say about us, we did. Say I'm going to. I will. Lance Armstrong guy who defeated cancer, cyclist. Listen to what he said. Pain is temporary. It may last a minute, an hour, a day, or even a year. But eventually it will subside and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, quit last forever. Amen. That's good. Listen to this. Uh, Vince Lobardi from the trophy. Once you learn to quit, it becomes a habit. Winners are not those who never fail, but those who never quit. Douglas MacArthur. Age wrinkles the body. Quitting wrinkles the soul. We're not retreating. We're just advancing in another direction. Oh, huh, that's good, huh? That's not good. It's like, we're not arguing. We're just communicating. There's not a person in war who is not scared. But don't let that fear control you. How many of you know this year, I want to encourage you this month of April... Let's get ready to follow odds. Let's not go with the, those who, who are naysayers and doubtful and negative. Let, let, let's be those who believe that something good is going to come out of this. Even in this next National Day of Prayer, it doesn't matter who's participating, who's not participating, there's a remnant, and God has always looked for his remnant, and so I believe that this National Day of Prayer is going to be a shifting that's going to take place, and I believe November is going to be another shift. And I believe that in the darkest hour, we're going to, believe, we're going to see some things come forth. And there's a, a new series coming on about the history of America. And I just saw the previews. It didn't come out yet. It's going to be on the History Channel. But it shows everything that America has done for the world, things we've invented, things that we have come up with. And I want you to know our hour is not over yet. I believe that we're just going to get in a situation that instead of quitting, we're going to have to get resourceful. We're going to have to get bold. We're going to have to get brave. And we're going to have to get connected to the creativity of the Spirit of God and go forward. And we're going to see the things that God has for us. Amen. Amen. Now, we were reading about in Joshua chapter 1. And God told Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Sometimes you're going to have to let what teachers and coaches and parents and friends, even ex-mothers and ex-mother-in-laws and ex-wives and husbands, sometimes you're going to have to let what they said and the way they did it go. And you're going to have to get the mind of the Lord how to do it now. He said, my servant Moses is dead. He was a great man. He obeyed me fully. But I'm not asking you to be Moses. I want you to be Joshua. Because Moses wasn't able to bring him to the next point of entry. But you're going to be able to. And so the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you about some new fresh things. And it made me think about one of my favorite movies is Rocky. And I always talk about Rocky a lot. But in Rocky 3, you know, he got Mickey, his manager, died. And he got beat up in the third round by uh, Clubber Lang. Well, he thought it was all over, but Apollo Creed, the guy he fought in Rocky 1 and 2, came up to him and says, I want to retrain you. They went to California, went to where Apollo learned to fight. And and, uh, Rocky's brother-in-law, Poli, he couldn't understand. He says, what are we doing here? Apollo says, I know what I'm doing. You got to start over from the beginning. You got to learn to fight a different way. You got to learn to punch a different way. You got to learn to be faster. You got to learn to be quicker. You ain't going to beat him being the old Rocky. You're going to beat this guy by being the new Rocky. And that's where you are today. God wants to build something in you up because you're not winning and gaining ground the way you've been. But what you're getting ready to step into is going to be the person that's going to take you from where you've been and where you are into the person the place where you need to be. God is getting ready to retrain you. The Holy Spirit's going to retrain you how to pray, how to sing, how to think, how to read the word. He's going to retrain you how to be a champion that's needed for this hour, this day, and this year. He's not going to have to just he's going to retrain you to see things in a different way, to a different light. He's going to put a new spirit on the inside of you and he's just he just right now, he just bringing your thirst up to another level to where you're saying, you know what? I'm not winning the way I've been doing it. So there's going to be a new way to do it. And it's going to be against everything because you hear Rocky. Rocky would get tired. and He was trying to teach him how to move like Apollo and Apollo was moving to, to that music. And Rocky was like a rock and he couldn't move to it. And everybody was saying, you'd never do it. And, and Rocky would go, Mickey never taught me this way. Well, I'm not Mickey. I'm Apollo and I'm going to teach you how to do it a whole new way and a lot of people say well you know my pastor used to not preach this way our church used to not be this way I'm not accustomed to this type of worship I'm not accustomed to this type of preaching I'm not accustomed to this type of people I'm not accustomed to these new type of things well listen you know what that's an old way and God may be wanting to bring you in a new way so that you can handle what's coming today so you can go far into you tomorrow it's not always sticking with the old it's being understanding and teachable to get into the the news and you don't have to always understand it because I'm not a coach. Your old pastor's not a coach. The Holy Spirit is the teacher and the guide into all truth, and he wants to bring you to a new level because the devils you're fighting today are something else compared to the devils of 20 years ago, and he wants to bring you to a new level, to a new understanding to where at the end of the battle, you're going to be standing victorious. You're going to know how to fight the devil. You're going to know how to win. You're going to save your marriage. You're going to save your home. You're going to save your children you're going to save your business you're going to save your job and it's going to come by getting a new mentality the mentality of the Holy Spirit which is alive for today we got to get into this and see these things and go forward because after all we are a new creature creating the image of Christ Jesus amen So we can't lose sight. I'm going to provoke you to rethink things and and pray about things and the courage to drive and go on ahead. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead was astonishing. The spirit that raised him from the dead that lives in you is astonishing. You know what? When you live a life of the spirit of God, it's exciting, it's new, and it should be reviving. If you feel dead and dried then you need to ask the spirit of god that's in you because you are born again to raise up within you and astonish you say things that even surprise yourself think things plan things dream things that even scare yourself why because the spirit of resurrection power is astonishing it's a dream to possess you and to revolutionize your life and raise up some things in your life i have some a story here about mount everest about some climbers and it says that mount everest is higher than most planes travel it's a place on earth that is closest to the stars. Climbers are lured by his magnificence and sheer challenge. We ought to be lured to the word of God. Yet there are no guarantees. Only one in seven who attempt the summit ever make it. Close to the summit, storms blow through at 100 miles an hour, pounding their victims with triple-digit windshields and zero visibility. Every climber dies a little. Fighting a losing battle against the lack of air and about 18,000 feet cuts never heal. The body depletes and the air is so dry that a cough actually fractures your ribs. To climb through these conditions is the ultimate test for human being. A few years ago, five expeditions reached the summit and then a storm took hold and stranded many of the climbers. One of them, when the storm hit, it said that he just laid down on his descent And never got back up that night. He submitted. I love how it says it here. He submitted to the storm, to the weather conditions, and he died. He submitted. Don't submit to your condition. Don't submit to that which is trying to kill the love and the passion and the joy and the peace in your life. Don't submit to the circumstances around you. You're a fighter. You are born again and have the spirit of a champion inside of you. Don't submit to the weather. And I'll speak more about that in a minute. It says that it was so hard, but another climber, Beck Weathers, lay unconscious in the snow during the night. And a rescue team found him, but determined it was impossible to save him. It was too dark, the trail was too treacherous, and Weathers was too far gone. However, a few hours later, Weathers stirred something deep inside himself that saved him from the icy doom and awakened him to his grim situation. He said, I was on my back on the ice, and it was colder than anything you could believe. My right glove was gone and my hand looked like molded plastic. But he said he, he had taken on the mountain and lost. And while he lacked supplies and a team and a shelter and no way of surviving, something triggered. May the Spirit of God trigger in you today whatever you need to resolve and get through whatever you're going through. And the mountain became bigger than what he had climbed before. Frozen and exhausted and alone, barely alive, he thought about his wife and his children. And he says, "I cannot die and leave them." By this time, his wife was already notified, your husband is dead." He said, "I got up, and it looked like a white wilderness, but I saw a speck which I knew had to be a camp, and a deep sense of purpose spurred me on. As I was going on, and I, I figured I had three or four hours to live, I started walking, I knew I couldn't stop because if I stopped him, in certain death. When I came to a place, I thought it was a blue rock, but fortunately it was a tent. They, had, they took him inside. They had to cut his clothes away because it was frozen to his skin and put hot water bottles on his chest and give him oxygen. No one expected him to survive. But the next day, he somehow lived and lived through this and went home and continued to live his purpose. Whatever you're going through, you're going to live through it. We hear people all the time saying, I'm going through this. I need this. I don't know how I'm going to fix this situation. Well, you're at wit's end, but it's at wit's end where God, we read in Psalms 107 last week, God is able to come through and rescue you. But there is something that he is developing on the inside of you that is going to be unshakable, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Unshakable, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord because it says, for you should know your labor is not in vain. You're praying, you're believing what you're standing on God for. I tell you right now in the authority of the name of Jesus, it is not in vain you continue standing Ephesians 6 says stand having done all to stand God told Joshua don't you give up don't you be timid and don't you get discouraged strength and courage to you and I just believe that same word is a living word because His word is inspired and it's ever living and ever dies and I believe it's a word for you right now take courage and be strong whatever you're going through I believe a spirit of strength and I'm going to share a certain word with you I feel God wanted me to share with you today but I believe it's going to strengthen you and help you and develop you now Caleb was a mountain climber And he wanted a mountain. He was promised a mountain 45 years. He was 85 years old, and he said, I want to have that mountain. He was promised it 40 years before, and for 40 years, listen to this, that desire kept his eyes, his strength, and his heart young. He says, I'm not through yet because I haven't accomplished everything God has called me, and the word of God hasn't all come together from my life. But you see, there was this big giant, and this this giant's name was Obed. He was strong, and he was bad. If I was going to take the giant, I was going to have to take, if I'm going to take the mountain, I'm going to have to take the giant. There's some giants we have to take. David had to take the lion and the bear before he took the giant. But once he took the giant, then he had other giants to take. There's always some giant to take if we're going to take what our heart wants and what we desire. But the strength of the Lord sustained him. I want you to see here in this scripture, in Proverbs 18, 14, it says, A healthy spirit conquers adversity. A healthy spirit. That why, that's why you're in church today. A healthy spirit. A spirit that is feeding on the word of God and not in the news. And, and, and not doing things that is not developing on the sincere milk of the word of God. The meat of the word of God to, to develop you. If there's ever an hour we need to be strong and we need to be courageous. And we've got to learn to fight discouragement. It's today to fight discouragement so we're able to conquer and learn ways to conquer in the future. And it says a healthy spirit conquers adversity. But when you do, but, but what can you do when the spirit is crushed? If you have a crushed spirit today, the spirit of the Lord wants to raise it up and he wants to, as I'm going to share with you, sustain you. That's what he did with Caleb. It says in Psalms 55:22, 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall what? Sustain you. Say that word with me, sustain you. He shall never permit. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. I want you to write down that word sustained there's a power in the spirit of God that is able to sustain you in whatever you're going through and keep you above and keep you from falling I'll give you another scripture here it says in Joshua 1 5 and 6 all of your life no one will be able to hold out against you nothing will be able to hold out against you the Bible says and Paul said in all of these things you are more than a conqueror through him it goes on to say in the same way I was with Moses I will be with you I won't give up on you I won't leave you strength courage you are going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promise to give their ancestors strength and courage somebody shout out strength and courage look at psalms 3 5 i lay down and slept and i awoke for the lord sustained me thank you father for the sustaining power when you feel like you're going to give up you need to ask for the spirit of god that is able to sustain you and i'll give you the definition of that for in a little bit look at this 40 years 40 years somebody shout out 40 years years. shout it out again 40 years Forty years, you sustained three million people in the wilderness. They lacked nothing. Their clothes didn't wear out, and their feet didn't swell. You sustain them. If God was able to sustain three million people in a desert with no possible means of getting food or water on their own, he had to bring it forth from the rock. He had to give it by the dew from heavens. He had to feed it angels' food from manna. If God was able to sustain that many people, he is able to sustain you in the midst of whatever you're going through. Amen. He is able to sustain. Now, that word sustain means to bear you up, to hold you up. To guide you, to provide for you, and to cause you to be steadfast and not ever, ever give up. I want you to see something here. David went through a trial here. It says in 1 Samuel 31 through 6. Three days later, David and his men arrived back in Ziklag. The Amalekites, the enemy, had raided Negev and Ziklag. They tore Ziklag to pieces and they burned it down. They captured all the women, the young and the old. They didn't kill anyone, but they drove them like a herd of cattle. By the time David and his men entered the village, it had been burned to the ground. Their wives, their sons and daughters had all been taken prisoner. What happened next? David and his men burst into loud wails. It says they wept and wept until they were exhausted with weeping. Maybe you identify with that. David's two wives, they had been taken prisoner among the rest. But look what it says. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. And suddenly David was in even worse trouble. Have you ever thought, what is going on here? I thought it was bad, but now it's even worse. Not only are you having trouble with your kidneys, but we think we see a spot in your lungs. Not only are we having to... put you down to part-time, we're going to have to end up laying you off altogether. And you go, when I thought it was bad, it seems like it's getting worse. David, all of a sudden his children are taken, his wife is taken, his city's burnt, his house is burnt, all of his possessions are robbed, and all of a sudden it gets worse. And how does it get worse? Look at this. There was talk among the men bitter over the loss of their families of stoning him. But it says, but David strengthened himself with trust in God. Isn't it something when you're going through it and you think somebody would be there to encourage you, they usually beat you down. Isn't it something when you think that somebody's going to tell you something, they're going to go, I feel so sorry for it. They're going to say, hey, listen, you ain't going through nothing. Listen to what I'm going through. Isn't it something that usually the people... I know a lot of people who's been in the stone ministry. They carry stones. They're always ready to mock, to criticize. They're always ready to throw stones. But you know what it says? It's the bitter people. The people who've given up on life. The people who quit fighting. The people who are discouraged that their life will never change, therefore they want to attack anybody who believes that it can get any better. There's always people who are ready to stone. Already, always ready to discourage and throw up a wall between you and your vision. There's always those that even in the name of love, because they're bitter, they're angry. Well, why should your life get any better when mine has not get any better? Why should I rejoice with you when I have not had any breakthroughs? And they get bitter. And then all of a sudden, you know what? David lost everything that they lost, but he was going to encourage himself in the Lord. But you know what? Many times, let's attack the pastor. Let's attack one another. Let's attack mom. Let's attack dad. Let's attack the teacher. Let's attack the principal. Let's find somebody to get mad at because you know what? I hate life, so I hate everybody. If you're going to make it to the mountaintop and if you're going to get out of the place of almost being dead, so many times you're going to be alone. And that's where the Spirit of God would have to arise up within you that you're going to have to get courage and strength and say, you know what? They may have a multitude crying out, kill him, but I've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost who's telling me to keep on going and don't you quit and don't you run. Don't quit. But they want to kill me, don't quit. They're talking about me, don't quit. They're criticizing me, but don't quit. They, they don't understand my pain, don't quit, I do. And it says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what we have to do. Now look at this, look at this. It goes on to say in verse 9 and 10, David went, he and 600 men with him, David went, say that with me, David went. You're going to have to get up and go. There's a time to cry, but then there's a time to get up and go. It says, and David went, he and 600 men with him. They arrived at the brook Besar. Look what it says here. Where some of them dropped out. Some of them dropped out. You're not going to drop out. You're going to run this race, and you're going to win in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen in the house today? Paul says, I'm not running this race to one day when it gets difficult. I just get stoned one more time. I'm dropping out. No, they, they kept stoning him, and he kept running his race. There are those who will drop out, but don't you quit running just because some drop out. Don't you quit just because some want to start throwing stones and criticizing you and questioning wh- why you're doing and how you're doing it. It says some of them dropped out, but David and 400 men kept up the pursuit. Say, keep on. They kept up the pursuit, But then look what it says. But 200 of them were too fatigued to cross the river, so they stayed there. How many get to a certain point? You see stages here. Certain people just get so far and stop. Certain people get so far and stop. Certain people get so far and stop. But God is raising in word of grace a people. Listen, we're going to go through this thing. We're going to get in tune with what the spirit is saying. And we're not going to be a people who's going to drop out. We're not going to be a people who quit. We're going to run this race and we're going to run it through. And we're going to see God glorified. We're not going to quit. We're not going to drop out. Yeah, we're tired. Yeah, it may be times we feel fatigued. Sometimes our emotions and our feelings are trying to overrule everything else and we wonder Does God even care? But even when I don't feel like God even cares and I don't feel like no one else cares, when I feel like I'm running this race and I'm beating the air, it doesn't matter because I've been taught that nothing is in void and if you will continue, if we will not fail, and if we will not falter, even when things are not changing, if we just continue in, you shall reap what you sow. And the Bible says, grow not weary in well doing. Grow not weary. Don't drop out. I'm telling you, my brother and my sister. Don't drop out. Don't quit. Whatever you're going through. The Word of God says strength to you, courage to you, sustaining power, resurrected power. The place where you are at right now is just to get you activated and get you into a place where you're going to pick up one broken piece of pizza. No. Pip puzzle, not pizza, I'm thinking pizza here, somebody's hungry, get your mind back in here, somebody's going to get a piece of puzzle, (laughs) oh, I love you too, bud, somebody's going to get a piece of puzzle, pick it up, and say, I don't know where this piece goes, but I'm putting it down, and I believe, God, the other pieces are going to come together, kind of like my preaching, let them pieces come together. So what happens? David pounced. I loved David went and David pounced. Say David pounced. We serve what? The lion of the tribe of Judah. Proverbs says the righteous are as bold as a what? David did what? He pounced. You think you're going to take my wives? Of course we would say you're going to take my wife. One, you think you're going to take my wife you think you're going to take my children you think you're going to burn down my house and get away with it and God is not going to give me retribution you think you're going to get away with this oh no Satan I adjure thee in the name of Jesus Christ and who I am and who I serve I bind you through the power and the keys of the Holy Spirit you let go with what God has given me he pounced. You gotta pounce you got to pounce you got to pounce in worship you got to pounce in prayer you got to pounce in faith you got to pounce in what you believe oh we're going down we're going down oh shut up take the handbrake off get up and say no i'm not going down i've been, I've been born again to be the tail i've been born again to be the head sometimes you got to pounce now let me finish so you go get your pizza i love this are you ready? There was also 2 Samuel 23, if you're taking notes. 2 Samuel 23, 20 through 23, the new living. Listen to this. There was also Ben. I'll just call him Ben. Ben Aniah, son of Jethro. A valiant warrior from, I speak English. I don't speak Hebrew, so he, you see where he's from. Listen to what it says. He did many heroic deeds. Which included killing two champions of Moab. Another time, on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. Once, armed with a club, he killed an Egyptian warrior who was armed with a spear. Ben-Aniah wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Now, before I go to the next verse, I want to stop there. I just want to tell you some things. It says, he followed A 500-pound lion whose vision, a lion's vision, is 35% better than a human's. He has four paws to stand on the ice and snow where a man only has two. And he went down into a pit where it's dark. It's dark. It's slippery. The lion's 500 pounds, five times more vision, 35 miles an hour can move a lot faster than man, and you say it's Monday, and I can't wait till Friday. How many know that's what you call a bad day? Now I wouldn't mind killing a lion up in, from up in a tree, but to follow him down into a pit, and the weather—the weather—is not appropriate. It's the slippery and the wettest it's ever been. Come on, you following me here? This ain't the right type of weather. This isn't the right type of time. And you know what? My dad always told me, me, listen to this now. My dad always told me, choose your fights. How many of you know you can't always choose your fights? That's who I'm preaching at today. We can't always choose our fights. He killed that lion. Way out of his league, but he chose to kill it. He ch- his favor wasn't on his side, but he fought anyway. Listen to what A.W. Tozer said. A low view of God is the cause of a hundred lesser evils. But a person with a high view of God is relieved of 10,000 temporal problems. It says he fought two hero mobites. Now I want you to think about... Two of the biggest men you've seen on TV. I, I thought later of a clip I should have put on here, and maybe I'll do it later on. But I want you to think about a 5'7", five, 5'8", five man standing up. You could say maybe even like Rocky's before Hulk Hogan and Rocky III. Hulk Hogan was almost 400 pounds, 6'7", and Rocky's 5'10", 106 pounds. He was 7 foot. This guy fought two of them. Talk about can't choose your fights. Sometimes the enemy comes in doubles, the biggest and the baddest. Now, Lord, why can't I just fight a code, a common code? Why do I have to fight this? God, why can't, you just, why can't I just have a little bit of a battle and not the battle that I'm going through? Sometimes you don't choose your battles. But the bigger the battles, I'm going to show you what's happening through all these battles and is happening for you even in the battle you're in right now. And then it says that he fought an Egyptian. And in the King James, I love it. The King James says he was a spectacular man. Spectacular. He was huge. He was awesome. He was the warrior of all warriors. And he had this warrior spear. And it says that Benaniah took the spear out of his hand and killed the spectacular man with his hand. Why? Because we got a more than spectacular God. And even though he went, it says he went down into the lion pit by himself, the truth was he had the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost with him right there. Even though he fought two of the greatest warriors of the Mobites, he still had the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And wherever you are, whatever pit you may feel like you're in, whatever trap you may be in, don't you give up the fight and don't you quit because there's some champions that's about ready to rise. You can't be a champion if there's no fight. And you don't want no pick fight. You want whatever the devil tries to throw at you and say, listen, my champion is Jesus Christ, and he's going to cause me to fight. And he has won, and I'm going to win in his victory. And so I'm not asking you to handpick my fights. I'm going to believe that you're going to give me and sustain me with enough strength that whatever fight comes my way, I'm going to be able to handle it. I'm going to be able to fight it. I'm going to be over overcome it. I don't want to be a spoiled child that's always having to be handpicked. But whatever the devil will try to throw, even though he comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard again. and the word of God says that no weapon formed against me will prosper therefore I say that there's a spirit of God that came upon Benaniah that came upon David that came upon Caleb that came upon Joshua that came upon the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the same type of Holy Spirit that is alive with each and every son and daughter of the most high God to arise and fight the good fight of faith overcome the enemy and win at every turn through the power of Jesus name can I hear amen? amen. We are Christians. Yes. Amen. We are Christians. Yes. The Spartans die. We live forever. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. I just had to do that. <laughs> so listen to this. Here he is. Watch this. Deeds like these made... Made. Made. Oh, I love that word. Deeds like these made are making you famous as the three mightiest waters. He was more honored than the other members of the 30, though he was not one of the three. And David made him captain of his bodyguard. Why did he have these spectacular fights? why are you going through everything you're going through it's because you are building a spiritual resume because when david had to pick his head bodyguard he didn't want somebody who had picked fights he wanted somebody who took the fights no matter how big they were as they came stood up to them, overcame them and when he heard about the resume he says I want him to be my personal bodyguard because if he can handle men like he handled and if he was willing to go down and fight a lion in the worst of all days and weathers if he wasn't worried about the best of conditions if it didn't have to be everything just perfect for him and he was willing to get in there and do what he had to do to get the job done I want that type of person on my team and that's what I believe the Spirit of God is doing in the battles you and I have been through and may be going through He is making He is the author and the finisher of our faith is making something out of you and I and you don't understand it you're in sin you're tired you're ready to quit you wish it was over but there's something on the inside of you that God is going to be able to say have you seen my servant Mary have you seen my servant John have you seen my servant Edward have you seen my servant Baba, have you seen my servant Yvonne, have you seen my servant have you seen my servant, have you seen my servant, they withstood quitting and getting bitter and getting angry at me and you see my servant if the people knew what they were going through but there they are I worship you, I praise you In the midst of the prison, in the midst of these shackles, in the midst of the chains, in the midnight hour, I'm going to lift my voice to you. And God is saying, there's the resume I'm looking for. That's the one I can entrust with more, to get more and be more. He's making you what he's desired of you all this time. And the things we've gone through, it's hard to believe that my wife and I had to go through 18 years in third world countries, in jungles, and in the Andes Mountains. 18 years. Just to have a resume for him to say, I want you now to go to Pineville. 18 years to go to Pineville. But look what he has built and look what he has done and i can't even fathom praise god praise the name of jesus i can't even fathom when i was battling malaria and battling witch doctors and everything else that we were going through when we were battling all those things oh i wanted to quit and i would if i would have had the money to get home but we were stuck tell me the truth we didn't quit because we were stuck I'm telling you the truth right now. You're stuck in that marriage. You're stuck with that old goat. You're stuck with that bear and that lion. You're stuck in that situation because God is making someone who can intercede and pray heaven down. Too many people pray, but not everybody pray heaven down. And you pray heaven down when you're in hell. You lift your eyes up, and you pray so hard that even the rich man suffering in hell in torment was able to make Abraham and the others hear him in paradise. Because when you're in hell, you know how to pray heaven down. You learn to pray heaven down. Don't quit, and don't give up. We used to sing that song, he's bigger than all my problems, bigger than all my cares. The eternal word of God, I'll finish here. The eternal word of God tells you how well you can withstand adversity. The eternal word of God tells you who can overcome and what type of people are crushed. Psalms chapter 1. The eternal word of God tells you what you can expect according to your faith and what you can expect according to your unbelief. The eternal word of God tells us who will prevail and who will lose. We've got to be learned. We've got to learn that we've got to take a hold of the word and the promises of the spirit and the word of God and hold on to them and not let them go no matter what comes. I encourage you today. You may be in physical, emotional, spiritual pain. You may be, have gone through something like Lance Armstrong said. You may have been going through something now for days, months, or even years. But listen, there is a God who loves you and a God who cares and a God who comes through. Whatever you're going through, don't quit and don't give up. There's a mountain every one of us are called to climb. I'm going to be sharing with you that there are those, all they want to do is camp. There are those, all they want to do is quit. But there are those who are going to be willing to climb. And the higher the go, you go, the more you'll find adversity, but the more you'll find miracles. And listen, saints, miracles make up your resume for your future you cannot have miracles unless you have battles unless you have adversity unless you have problems unless you're going through what you're going through you can't claim miracles you can't claim testimonies unless you've been going through what you're going through and what you're going through right now i promise you in the name of jesus you get a hold of this it's not going to kill you it's going to make you all for the glory of god amen would you bow your head and close your eyes please Father, we come before you today on this precious day that I believe you're raising up the spirit of resurrection, the spirit that overcomes death, destruction, and all that hell can come against. I thank you that that spirit of God, that living spirit, is alive within each and every one here today. I come against discouragement and hopelessness. I come against those who may be here today with a crushed or a broken spirit, those whose eyes may not be able to see clearly. The way out. Those who are at wit's end. But we believe in God, the God of the impossible. We believe that you, Lord, are making a glorious bride. You are making a bride full of power and full of strength. And Lord, we're not asking for church to be easy and comfortable. We're not asking for things... To entertain us. But we are asking that your spirit makes us after the image of Christ. That our lives can be living sacrifices that are made holy and acceptable to you. That we can walk in this world separated and living trophies. That you have taken us out and you're bringing us in. Of the miracles and the signs and the wonders that have happened in our life. Even a deer coming through the windshield. Reports of cancer. Bankruptcy. Sickness and disease, separation, divorce, loneliness. All these obstacles and adversities try to rise up. It has risen up. But yet in the midst of it all, you have raised up a people who are going to stand strong and praise you regardless of the storm. Lord, the weather, the storm has been shaking. We feel at times that we're in a boat even right now in this country, in this land. In this state the different laws that are passing that are against your holy word the things that are being seen and said and done that are beyond our mind our hearts but yet we know that in the midst of the storm there's one who comes walking calms it with just one word called peace i pray peace over the lives and in the hearts of everyone here And everyone watching by internet and hearing this by CD. I pray that peace will overrule and keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. We praise you for that in Jesus' name. Now if you're here today and you say, preacher, pray for me. If I die right now, I don't know if I'd go to heaven. I'm not sure of my salvation. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand real quickly. If you know you need to be saved, you know it. So you raise your hand right there where you are and just say, I know I need to be saved. God bless you. Anyone else? I know I need to get saved today. Anyone else? I need to give my heart back over to Christ. Come on, if you're here today, don't don't let this opportunity pass you by. Anybody at all? Anybody at all? Raise your hand right there where you are. Just raise your hand. Maybe you've accepted him, but you want to rededicate your life to him. Just raise your hand right now. I need somebody with my brother right now. Would a brother come stand with my brother? Thank you. I'm with my brother. Anyone else today? Anyone else today? I've got to get my life right with Christ. Is there somebody here today? Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. Is somebody here today? You say, brother, I feel crushed in my circumstance. I feel hopeless. I've been feeling like giving up. I've been speaking, quitting, and giving up. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Raise, raise your hand. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else? Come on. I won't call you up here. I won't embarrass you. I've been feeling like quitting. I've been feeling like giving up. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? I'm tired. I'm tired of the battle. Just raise your hand. God bless you. I see that. God bless you. Anyone else? I'm tired of the battle. Tired of fighting. God bless you. Bless you too. Over here. God bless you, sister. I'm tired of the battle. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Help me, Spirit of God. I call upon you. Rescue me. Anyone else? Raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Let him see it. Touch heaven. God bless you. I see that hand. Touch heaven right now. Touch heaven right now. Touch. Touch. God bless you, young man. I see that hand. God bless you. Touch. Touch. I'm fighting so hard, Pastor. I'm trying. God bless you. See that hand, sis? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Pray. Help me. As Jesus prayed for Peter that my faith fell not. Pray for me. Pray for me. Anyone else? Anyone else? God bless you. God bless you. Hands all over was raised. Heavenly Father, we come before you. Pray this. Pray with me. Dear God, I love you, Lord. And today, I surrender my life, my present, my past, and my future into your hands. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. And I thank you that you will rescue me from any number of troubles. You promised that you will never leave me or forsake me. Holy Spirit, infuse me and anoint me with fresh oil today. I need you to strengthen me. I thank you right now that I am well able to run through the troop and to leap over the wall. I thank you, Father, that it's your spirit, your living spirit that sustains me, keeps me going, and keeps me alive. I am more than a conqueror. I will go through this and I shall be victorious. I thank you, Father that you have made me more than a conqueror that I am in the image of Christ Jesus I have victory because you've given me faith I thank you today Father that my test every one of them the trials and every adversity has turned into a testimony for your glorious name I receive your rest I thank you for sustaining strength. I will not fail. I will not quit. I will not drop out. But I will come in the spirit of might and the spirit of the Lord, which he has given me now. I receive it by faith in Jesus name. Would you stand up and give the Lord praise Just stand up and give him praise. Come on. Give him praise. Sound out as a trumpet. Give Him praise. Glorify Him. The Lord is my refuge and my strength. My present hope in trouble. The spirit of victory be loosed upon you. The spirit of victory be loosed upon you. The spirit of might and power. You will not compromise at the sight of the enemy. How big the battle may be that you're facing. But let the grace of God strengthen you. To overcome every obstacle of the enemy. Lord I pray you've encouraged your people today. Allow this word to come alive. Lord it's not just hearing. But let it sink down into our souls and come alive. And build your people up. Into the very force of life that you are. We praise you and we give you glory for it. In Jesus name. Give the Lord one more praise and thank Him for what He's doing. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you, brother. Amen. Hallelujah. We love you. We bless you. You remember that you are more than a conqueror and you are the head and not the tail. Don't give in to the lies of the enemy. The truth will set you free. We'll see you tonight.